this is Ben. Ben knows a ton about DLCs. I think he might have actually invented them before I was born, which is quite an impressive feat. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I did not invent DLCs, but uh, I worked on them for two years and then um, left to do the Bitcoin company. But DLCs is pretty small space, so I'm still one of the experts, which is cool. So uh, I get to talk to you guys about DLCs and Lightning. And um, then we're not going to do an actual DLC today. I'm going to have you guys set up an, an Oracle, though, at the end, which should, should be cool. But um, before we even get into what a DLC is, we should probably talk about the Oracle problem and why kind of DLCs exist. It's basically like if you have a Bitcoin transaction, you want to do a smart contract, they want to do it based off anything that's outside of Bitcoin, you need to get that data from somewhere. Um, you know, we can't have like op president election to see what the who won the presidential election. We need to like, you know, get this data from an outside source. And uh, it's not just embedded into the blockchain. There's some like solutions on like shit coins where they do things like gamifying oracles and they're not very private and they're extremely hard to scale and you know nothing's there's no real good solution out there. There and there is no solution to the oracle problem. There's just, you know, we're always trusting someone to get this outside data into um, the blockchain. It's just, you know, we need to figure out, you know, if we can't have a way to do it, let's figure out a good way to do it. Um, so DLCs are kind of Bitcoin's way to kind of try and solve this. Um, DLC stands for discrete log contract. Um, discrete log is kind of a play on words. It's discrete log as in like cryptography, discrete logs, but also discrete, like private discrete. Um, yeah, programmers like to have fun. And uh, basically, it's just a contract based on a set of Oracle signatures. It's um, pretty basic. It was originally proposed by Taj Dryja in 2017. He's also a co-author of the Lightning Network. So um, shout out Taj for keeping us employed. And um, the first one was ever executed in 2019 between Blockstream and Crypto Garage. And this was just like, they just kind of hacked it together. Like, you know, no libraries actually do it. They just like mainly created two transactions and it worked. And like, we did it. And uh, that was really it until about 2020 when uh, around when I joined SharedBits, we started the uh, formal specification on how to actually do DLCs. And um, today now there's multiple teams working on it multiple implementations, and uh, we'll go over that a little more later. But when we're doing a, uh, a DLC or any Oracle-based contract, like we kind of want to first is like go back to like first principles, like what should this Oracle actually be doing? And uh, like what is the ideal version of an Oracle? Um, so you know, they say like worst case, I don't want to have to give my driver's license to an Oracle to tell me you know, what the Bitcoin price is. That's retarded. So, you know, and so if you go the opposite way, like what, what should they know about me? What should they know about anything? And um, ideally, and especially in the DLC's case, what we're doing is all they do is sign a message of what happened. So they'll sign the Bitcoin price is 19K. You know, the, the Packers won the game. You know, Joe Biden won the election, whatever you want. Um, they just sign this thing happened. And we want to prove if an Oracle behaved dishonestly. So if an Oracle said, Joe Biden won, but they also said Trump won. To be able to prove, like, hey, this guy's a fraudster. He's, you know, kind of embellishing and doing both kind of things. And we should be able to punish these dishonest oracles, as well as we want to be private from these oracles. I don't want to have to give them my driver's license to get it. Ideally, I don't have to. They don't need to know anything about my Bitcoin transactions. They don't need to know literally anything about me. I just want to like get their signature, and that's it. So, um, 
before DLC is kind of the way you would do this in Bitcoin is you just have a two of three multi-sig where you'd have Alice and Bob say they're betting on the Super Bowl and they have Oracle Olivia who's going to sign um, the transaction based on if, you know, Chiefs or Buccaneers won the um, Super Bowl. So Alice, Bob, and Olivia would create a two of three multi-sig. And then after the game, Alice and Bob would try to spend the funds from that multi-sig. And then if Alice or Bob didn't cooperate, Olivia would be there to sign a transaction for the correct person. Mm-hmm. problem with this, though, is that, well, if one, if two parties, if, you know, Alice and Olivia disappear or Alice and Bob disappear, funds are gone forever. But the Oracle is where 100% of all contract details here. She knows, she knows the actual on-chain Bitcoin transactions, so you can see all of your funds and the history of them. She knows like, oh, okay, they're betting on this exact game with these odds, this time, um, with this amount. And uh, the Oracle can easily collude with Alice or Bob without affecting anyone else. The only way to prove that she did collude is just like basically sharing DMs of like, hey, look, we said we're going to do this and Alice signed it and uh, Olivia signed it this way. And like, you know, it's good to be a nightmare to actually like have a real proof that you, that they lied to you and uh, screwed you over. And uh, there's no way to like, if they do punish you, like, that's just like, you know, you're hoping that the people just don't like them anymore. There's no like way to get any money back or anything like that. So DLCs fix this. Um, in the first case, uh, there, if people disappear, there's a DLCs have a built-in refund mechanism. So if just nothing happens after whatever a lot of the time you allow for, just your money is able to get sent back to you. And you give um, complete privacy from the Oracle. The Oracle doesn't have any idea what you're doing. They don't, don't even need to know that you're using them, and they can't find out if you are using them unless you like tell them. And um, Oracles give cryptographic proof when they're dishonest, so... Since they're giving a signature over an exact outcome, you can just like show this to anyone and be like, look, Olivia signed that the Buccaneers won, but they clearly didn't. And then everyone, it's just like a you know clear cryptographic thing that they can't undo. And uh, another nice property is they cannot equivocate without leaking their private key. So equivocation is like when you sign for multiple outcomes. So in this case, she signed that the Buccaneers won and the Chiefs won. She would now, by doing so, leak their private key and then so basically everything she does in the future is now like defunct because anyone could have her private key. And this allows us to do some uh, nicer things where an Oracle could set up and say like put 10 Bitcoin under that key. So then now if they equivocate and lie, well then that 10 Bitcoin now can be stolen because the private key is open. And uh, normally the kind of fallback is like, well, won't they just move that funds off of that key before they lie? It's like, yes, but you know, this, they can put some stake behind it. If you see that money move, you're like, okay, this person's about to lie. Let's uh, refund this contract or do anything like that. So you can, uh, you know, protect yourself because, you know, unless I'm colluding with that Oracle, I don't know which way they're going to lie. So you would likely you and your counterparty would uh, work to fix this. But even if you do see that, you can just use multiple Oracles um, to not have to rely on this. So you could just have like, instead of just trusting Olivia, you trust like Olivia, David and Carol, and you know all these set of oracles and as long as they whatever you kind of set as your threshold say like i want two of three oracles to be correct if they do that then you can just have your contract execute based off that so if one of them goes haywire disappears or you know just is too lazy to sign it that day then you can still execute your contract and be safe and there's no like 
the setup process is the exact same. These oracles don't need to coordinate with each other, know anything about each other. All just, you know, you and your counterpart just be like, let's use these three oracles and that's all you need to do. Um, so yeah, and you get great privacy from the Oracle. They don't need to know, need to know their users and you can build it in a way where they would never know you're using them. So like um, at SharedBits, we build a product called the Oracle Explorer, just a website of just like where any Oracle can post events and signatures. So now like, you know, as an Oracle, if you go and post an event, like here, we can do the example. Um, Here's one right here. So yeah, this is a bet I did. Um, well, um, well, Ethereum, will the Ethereum merge cost 15 minutes of no block production? So um, I, I did a DLC based off this. And, uh, you know, but Chris Stewart, who's the Oracle here, would have no, would have no idea. Like I'd have to go and, you know, I'm just downloading this, this hex, copy pasting it into my wallet. And, uh, and, you know, unless you're the owner of the website and tracking IPs and doing kind of all that stuff, maybe you can know I used it, but you will never actually be able to find that correlated with my Bitcoin transaction. So like, it's extremely hard there to, uh, actually, you know, correlate the, the, the user to the actual Oracle use. Oops. Um, yeah. And they, they can't just go look on the blockchain and see like this trans, oh, look, this transaction has my. Um, signature in it, all the like uh, contract logic and everything like that is happening off chain. This results in a normal Bitcoin transaction. So they can't actually know you're using them by just looking at the scanning every transaction and be like, oh, look, there's my signature. No, it happens all off chain. So it just looks like normal transactions. And uh, the Oracle would have no idea you're ever using them unless you told them. Um, so how did we do this? Sounds pretty cool. Um, so we're going to give an example again. Alice and Bob are betting on the Super Bowl. And we're going to have Oracle Olivia, and this time, instead of signing transactions, she's going to sign a message, Chiefs or Buccaneers of who wins. And um, instead of the two of three multi-sig, Alice and Bob created a two of two multi-sig. And then spending from that um, multi-sig, they create a closing transaction um, for each possible outcome. So in this case, it'd be Chiefs or Buccaneers. And, and then they sign these transactions using adapter signatures. And then after that, they create a refund transaction locked to a later date in case the Oracle never signs. But I said that word adapter signature, and what the fuck is that? So um, an adapter signature is just a signature, but it's invalid. It can only be made valid with a secret. And you can prove this. So if you give yourself an adapter signature, you can verify that one, it'll become correct if, if I get that secret. And you can verify that secret is the secret you expect. So I say here, scalar and a point, Think of that as well just as like private key public key so you can give me a signature and a public key and, you and i can verify if i had the private key to this public key i can make the signature valid it's doable with ecdsa and schnorr so you know um old version and new version of bitcoin signatures are both doable and um to explain how that works these is fancy cryptography math that frankly i don't understand but um apparently it works so i don't know i tr trust it but yeah um, yeah, so how do we do this? Um, finally, those closing transactions are signed with these adapter signatures. And the adapter signatures, like a public key, is based off the set of Oracle signatures that we could get. So that Oracle tells us, you know, that she's going to sign Buccaneers or Chiefs. And uh, with those two outcomes, she gives us, like, basically um, hashes for those. And with those hashes, we can compute 
a public key of how she's going to sign it. And then once she actually gives that signature, that'll um, basically be able to take that public key and turn it into a private key based off that signature using some more fancy math. And um, that from that signature, we're able to extract that secret. And with that secret, we can make one of those signatures valid to then um, create a valid closing transaction and um, broadcast it out. And then if that never happens, we just use a refund transaction. Um, that was a little much there. Is there any questions or should, is, am I cool to move on? Um, so basically, a signature is an R value and an S value. And um, in the Oracle signature, the Oracle announcement before you even have the event, they give you that R value pre-committed. And then once they sign it, now you have the R and the S value. And you're able to basically subtract a number from that S value and be able to um, get a secret from there. Because um, basically, since you know their public key and the R value beforehand, you have like basically the signature's public key. And once they broadcast it, the real signature, um, you're able to extract the private key from that S value. Um, not not the Oracle's private key, but like an ephemeral private key that's unique to that signature. Yes. All right, you had your hand up first. Yeah, yeah. So the Oracle um, private key is revealed here because if they sign for two different messages, then basically you extract that secret from two signatures and you can use that against their public key to like kind of, um, uh, the, the algebra works out where you can steal their private keys through there. Yeah, fancy math. But uh, yeah, that, that's where it lets you steal the private key. Super. What's your question? <laughs> Super liked to repeat his question. So uh, this is his question. But yeah. Um, so we're going to walk through that in a little more visual way of uh, how these look. So this is your funding transaction. Um, someone does something like a lightning channel or um, exactly the same footprint as a dual funded lightning channel. But these um, first you have Alice and Bob's inputs where they're just taking you know their, their money that they got through like working or whatever and they're creating a two of two multi-sig and they get their change back. And then they create some closing transactions that spends that two of two multi-sig to the payouts that they deserve. So, um, you know, if they're betting all or nothing, you know, you know, it's be maybe only Alice or only Bob's payout, but if they're doing something more granular, they can both get paid out proportion of the uh, bet size. And they create these adapter signatures that are invalid until we get that Oracle secret. So once we have that Oracle signature, we can take that plus our adapter signatures, combine them into a valid signature and uh, be able to spend our closing transaction. Um, so why do you care? Building cool shit is fun. I mean, uh, I think DLCs are pretty cool, so they're cool to work on. But besides that, um, it lets you do DeFi-like things on Bitcoin. Uh, like, you know, like we just gave, this is like a prop bet, just betting on things like Super Bowl or the elections. But besides that, you know, if you don't want to be a DGEN, or maybe a different, different version of a DGEN, you can do like financial derivatives or pseudo-stable coins. I know um, when I was working at Sherdbits, we would get reached out to all the time by like HRF and different people because basically they want to build stable coins on top of Bitcoin using this where instead of, you know, betting on the Super Bowl, you take a bet on the Bitcoin price. And then, you know, if holding Bitcoin but betting against Bitcoin price, 
you're effectively holding dollars without actually holding it. Yeah, yeah. Galois may be doing something like this now. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the idea. But uh, what about Lightning? You know, on-chain is never going to scale. We need to use Lightning. Um, so there are ways to do DLCs on Lightning. Um, all of different trade-offs and complexities. Most of the solutions kind of require a major overhaul of Lightning. But luckily, some of these major overhauls are coming anyways. But um, there are other ways to do it too. So the, the major ways are PTLCs, which should be coming eventually. Um, or we rework just fundamental parts of how Lightning works, or we need some soft forks and actual um, base layer Bitcoin. So there's kind of two main categories of these. There's uh, having like a single channel DLC where, say like me and Bob have a, a channel, then we can do DLCs together. But unlike, you know, with Lightning, where you can route these payments across the entire network, you couldn't do that with these style DLCs. It's just only your direct channel partner. Then there are these routed DLCs where, you know, you could do a DLC with anyone on the actual Lightning network. Problem is, though, um, is say like you have one against five hops. Now that liquidity will need to be locked across um, the entire time of the bet. So there are some trade-offs there, but we'll get into that. Um, so the first is just, um, this is, uh, we're starting off in these single channel DLC styles, just adding an extra commitment output to um, your commitment transaction in Lightning. So in Lightning, you have this um, you're just channel where you fund this two of two multi-sig. And the way that your payments work is you create a commitment transaction and then you add outputs for every payment until they're settled. And this would just add, you know, instead of having like HTLCs for your Lightning payments, you have a DLC commitment output. And then this is just always used for any ongoing DLCs. It's really the easiest way to do it today. Um, the problem is though, anytime you route a payment, um, you need to re-update and re-sign this uh, DLC, which could be fine if it's like, oh, I'm betting if it's Buccaneers or Chiefs, it's like two signatures. But if you're say if you're betting on the Bitcoin price, you know, that could be like hundreds of thousands of signatures every time you route a payment. So it's not really scalable, but um, it would be the easiest way to do it today. Um, you know, the way that you would fix this though is using any priv out. This is a potential soft fork to Bitcoin. Um, basically lets you have signatures that don't commit to those inputs. So you do it the exact same way as this commit. Um, we've talked about this extra commitment output, but it fixes that re-signing problem where, because your signature no longer commits those inputs, you can constantly you don't need to constantly re-sign, and um, those signatures will always stay valid. Um, another way that um, there actually is an implementation on this being worked on by Crypto Garage, it's called a sub-channel. Basically, instead of having a commitment transaction, you have kind of just multiple commitment transactions where you have like um, a commitment transaction and then multiple commitment transactions on top of it. So you'd say like you're spending your multi-sig and then you spend that into a um, tree of them. And so one of them, you'll have like a lightning commitment transaction. You'd have like a DLC's commitment transaction. You can have, you know, maybe when people invent more stuff, you could add even more stuff on top of that. And um, this would fix that re-signing problem because now your Lightning channel would be on a separate transaction than your DLCs, so you wouldn't have to run into that re-signing problem. Problem is like, this is like one of the most base assumptions of all Lightning implementations. So you would require like major overhauls of how Lightning and um, the actual code works. But um, I think Crypto Garage built like a proof of concept in Rust. Um, it only does DLCs, not the Lightning part. 
but essentially allows you to have like a, you know, if I have a DLC channel with a counterparty, now we can do DLCs all day without ever broadcasting them on chain. We just, you know, settle it into our channel and then eventually we can close that channel. And then, it, you know, if my counterparty is dishonest, you could do a force close. We just need that Oracle signature to force close it. Um, so that was those single channel DLC ways. Um, they're a little complicated. The uh, routed DLCs are somewhat easier. So the, the first is using PTLCs, and uh, they get started. These are like coming to Bitcoin no or to Lightning, no matter what. Even if DLCs didn't exist, they're like a privacy increase to, to Lightning. They fix some security bugs, and um, they have some other nicer properties about like storage requirements and stuff like that. And um, basically, a PTLC is a point time lock, condom 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 lock, where we're revealing a secret to a point. And this lets us basically do fancy math based off these points. So, like when you hash something, you lose information about what you previously had as your pre image. You can't, like, add one to one uh, on one side and it'll show up like you added one to the hash. That's like a fundamental property of it. But with points, you know, if I add one to my private key, it'll add, you know, one times G to my public key. So you can do more things based off that. So instead of, uh, you know, having these adapter signatures for spending to our closing transaction, we can just have a adapter signature that closes out our lightning payment. and email lists and then finally the bitcoin s repo which is the uh, scala implementation of dlcs that i worked on um that's kind of the gist of how dlcs and lightning works if you got any questions you can do that and then we're going to all set up an oracle hopefully and actually uh test to some events i guess Oh, you want to do a bet? Okay. Uh, hopefully my notes synced, but uh, yeah, we can do one. So Crystal Bull is the Oracle, and then the Shared Bits wall is like the actual DLC wallet. But um, yeah, we can do both. But yeah, so do you have any other questions, or we can? All right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, yeah, basically, you would, you can have like a two of three or three of five. You know, sixty-nine of a hundred, whatever you want. The uh, basically, the how it would work is instead of like saying, "Okay, my secret is this," because uh, Olivia is going to sign it to this. You say, "Okay, Olivia is going to sign. It's going to look like this. Carol's going to sign. It's look like this. Bob's going to sign. It's look like this." You just add them all together, and then that's your point. So then, when they sign, you just add them up together, and then you're able to get your secret just like the sum of their secrets. Um, it gets a little complicated because you need a secret for Alice, Bob, Dave, Alice, Bob, Edward, and then, you know, then Bob, Carol, Edward, or whatever. Like, it gets a little complicated there, but um, that's that's how you have to do it. So it does, if, if you did like a 60 of 100, it'd get 
your amount of signatures you need to do gets very large. But um, and at Shardvitz, we were testing with this, and um, like we did a bet on the Bitcoin price with a two of three oracles, and uh, so that was like twenty thousand outcomes with three or maybe it was like no, I think it was like five thousand outcomes with three or two of three oracles, and I got to like. 80,000 signatures and uh, which was like a gigabyte of signatures or something and it was it blew up our computers but it's more optimized now so it works but yeah yeah that's essentially what we're doing is the signature aggregation so do it non-interactively where it's like um, like Air, um, Alice and Bob oracles to have them not interact they do, you need to do it on your self client side by like adding the, the resulting signatures together. But if like, say like Alice and Bob are like cracking in Coinbase and they have a business agreement, they could also just do like a, like a music together to result in one signature. And that would give you basically a signature that represents both of them without having to do that like fancy stuff on your end and save you and like your computation time. Yeah, yeah. So the when we're doing a bet on the Bitcoin price, basically what we're doing is okay, what's gonna be the number between zero and then we have to pick like another number. So it's like you need to account for like between zero and I think we did like um like sixty-five thousand or something. So it's like okay, like you know, you get a lot of outcomes there. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you always need a signature for every type of out, every possible outcome. So if you wanted to do like is over 20K, you could have like an Oracle that's signing just the price and you do it based off that. Or you could just have an Oracle say, is it over 20K? And then that, you only have like yes or no for your outcome. So it gets simpler. Um, so yeah, there are ways we um, try to like make it better. I think we can probably maybe show that in here. Um, but like we added things like uh, like rounding and um, basically like there's a lot of like fancy algebra going on to make it better. But uh, the major thing we did was like rounding. So instead of like having a pay, we did like okay, a pay like a satoshi is like kind of worthless. Let's do per a thousand satoshis. Like I'll get within fifty cents, and that reduced the signatures like like a hundredfold or something. So it, um, stuff like that you're able to optimize a lot better. Yeah. Um, so when we have those adapter signatures, they're all they're all going to be specific to like the actual Oracle that with the Oracle signs. So if the Oracle signs like the price is 19,442, if we don't have a signature for that, then it can't actually broadcast a transaction to close it. So um, we need to account for every single outcome. And you, there are like, um, I guess, you know, you could have cases where you could say like, okay, the price of Bitcoin going to zero is not going to happen. So we'll just not sign that. But generally it's kind of bad practice. So you just kind of account for everything. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. So the, the way we actually do it, instead of signing like 20,000, what we do is we break 20,000 into binary digits. And then you sign like the first digit is zero. The second digit is one, zero, one, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then you're able to like compact it down a lot where you can have like, okay, it turns out that when the price is like, I, I win all the money if the price is over 20K. It turns out that means that, that this digit needs to be one and everything else after that doesn't matter. So you have to like basically just have like one signature for all those cases and save on a lot of space. So yeah, there are like, it gets really complicated. It's all in the DLC spec, but there's some fancy algebra that happens to, to break all that down into like uh, simplified and compacts the space a lot. But yeah, the, it was a cool research project going through it. First we thought, Oh, we probably want to do like base 16 or something like a high base. So we have like only a few outcomes and we would break it down to that. But it turned out binary is the best way to do it. We also looked into like, okay, what if the Oracle signed binary and hex and like, um, like decimal and it turns out it was just like binary is just basically always the best case. So yeah, we do have ideas too, though, where like you could do like kind of a mixture of like the binary, but as well having like these like thresholds where it's like is like instead of like having like a just just the price you say like is over 50k yes or no plus this binary and you're able to like save a lot of space on there too so uh, ongoing research problem but uh yeah yeah this is a lot of math and specking things out Yeah, how do you, how finding an oracle you trust is a, it's kind of a personal problem. It's like who do you trust? Um, but like, normally, I mean, like, so like this is a site we made at ShiredVit, so it's just like kind of just like an aggregator of all oracles. So I mean, it's kind of filled with our the the bot they made, but like, it really you can just like look through their history and be like, okay, like, you know, who won this game or. You can see, like, have they lied in the past? If they have, well, they probably shouldn't test, uh, trust them. But otherwise, like, uh, I mean, it's just down to, like, really just their history. Like, there's no other really way around that unless you, like, know them. Like, you know, say, like, if Carr was an Oracle, like, well, I trust Carr to do that. I can, if he lies, I can go break his kneecap. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, that's kind of uh, the gist of it, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, this isn't, this isn't like a, a totally Bitcoin specific problem. Like shitcoin worlds have lots of oracles and like, like for like, there's like trillions of dollars or not trillions, but like hundreds of billions of dollars reliant on like if Coinbase signs the right price or not. So like the shitcoins have figured it out and their shit doesn't work. So like, I feel like we'll be able to figure it out, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Atomic Finance, their like beta app was uh, betting on the the 2020 election, and as we know, the 2020 election was like who actually won, blah blah blah. So uh, they signed it like I don't know in December, and people were like, "It's not decided yet," and uh, we're really mad. Um, but yeah.
Yeah, so the, the Oracle will never be an output of the transaction, but um, this is something we thought about a lot of Shivers is how does like how does Oracles make money? Um, so there's like two main ways we thought of, which was one, which would just be like instead of like just posting it to a website and seeing like, oh, their signature is this, you could like have like make a lightning payment of like hundred sats to get the signature. So then, you know, if they have like a thousand users, they're actually making like okay income and stuff like that. Um Another thing we saw is too is like, um, if you know like John Carvalho's podcast, what he does is like you need to like um, donate this much, and then it, once it reaches the threshold, then this the podcast is released. The same thing with the Oracle signatures. Like, there's a bounty for the signature basically, and once it's done, then you'd release the signature. Um, the nice thing too is you can do um, with the Lightning payment one. You can kind of do it cryptographically where it's um, untrusted. Where I, I you could encrypt the signature with the lighting payment so they would if they make the payment then they're guaranteed to have the signature and they can verify that the signature is correct for actually making the payment so you can do some fancy stuff there but uh yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah with the lighting payments extremely private um yeah so like worst cases i get your ip just host a tour version of it and you're good but yeah 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 that's great and as well you could have it where it's just like I don't trust Stat News to make the correct call, but Stat News user one two three, that's my guy, and uh, I just always use his signatures and stuff like that too. So because like I, I think uh like with shitcoins out, a lot of times they're like versions of this. It's just like these are the oracles for the contract. You use it or not. Versus like with this, it's always up to the users to pick what they want. So that helps a lot. Yeah, cheating, great revenue model as well. You get burned a little bit, but uh, it could work. That's why I pick trusted oracles or use multiple. Yeah. Yeah, so there's base. it's... um. It's basically like this is like the entire contract is just you fund it initially and you fund this two of two multi-sig and then you spend from it. That's all there really ever is. Um, so you're not revealing your contract or anything to anyone here. All you're just saying is money is in this multi-sig and then money is suddenly not in the multi-sig. That's really it. Um, but yeah, there is like stark events where that happens, but that's about it. No, so the the two people in this multi-sig are both Alice and Bob, but the the so Alice has a signature from Bob that can only be made valid if she gets that secret from the Oracle and vice versa. So like the Oracle doesn't know that this transaction is happening. All she's just all the Oracle is doing is like, here's what happens, and then Bob can go take that and create his valid transaction without Alice or the Oracle ever like interacting with him afterwards. Yeah, yes. With Taproot, it can be a one of one multi-sig or you know, not even multi-sig kind of thing. So that uh it makes it a lot more private too. But yeah. Not that I know of. Um it's been on our agenda of the spec meeting for like a year now, but we always run out of time. 
to talk about it. Yeah, we could. I mean, you could hack together for easily to do it, but uh, yeah, it's not been done yet. The code went up, maybe. I don't know. I don't like the, the problem is sure if it's well, doesn't have taproot support yet. We only have taproot validation, so we, I refuse to work in JavaScript. <laughs> Yeah, so we, in Bitcoin S, we have Taproot like validation, which is what I worked on, but like our wallet can't like send and receive from Taproot yet. But uh, we can validate Taproot transactions. Uh, that's probably something I should work on. But yeah. Welcome to the infinite abyss. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess we're gonna set up an Oracle and uh, me and uh, we're gonna do a bet, but, but we'll see. I need to deposit some money into here and my wallet's not working. So that might be taking us and 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 taking to the releases or you can go to github.com slash bitcoin dash s slash bitcoin dash s slash releases and uh, you can download it or maybe it's at let's do here should be um, third the Wi-Fi Federal Reserve and then the passwords Time chain 2009 exclamation point with a capital T. It's over here if you need to look at it too. Uh, is that on here? Oh, this is Umbral. Oh, here we go. Um. I tweeted it out, but uh, here I'll show it there. That wasn't me. Okay. Thanks. Um, if you go to the re releases, um, there should be a crystal bowl, um, one of the binaries you can download. And um, I'm just signing up this for the first time on my computer too. So we'll get to, get to see the full process. Thanks. Sponsored by Bounty. Um, I know, right? There's no go to the releases. You can download the binary. Um, there should be oh shoot. There's a dot deb. Is there no Windows one? Oh shoot. There's a Windows and a Mac one. I guess. So. Yeah, I guess. Is there's no Windows release? 
Yeah, so I guess you can download the jar. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Um, sorry, I thought there was a Windows release. I guess there's not. That's kind of annoying. Um, well, I'm gonna. I'm on Linux, so I'm gonna install it. Dpkg. Um, yeah, otherwise you can download the jar and then run that with Java. Um, but yeah. Okay. But once you have it downloaded, it should look like this. Welcome to Crystal Bull. You click this and get laser eyes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple of what an Oracle does. You have a public key. Um, this is just randomly generated and then it has a staking address. So this is like the address that's associated with this public key. So I could send funds to here and now if I lie, people could steal my money. Um, but you can set a name, send the Carmans. Let's just do plug lab demo. That Oracle name. And then you just create an announcement. So uh, kind of like we were talking about earlier, there's two different types of ways to do this. There's the um, enum way where you just have to like individually list out like each individual thing. Or there's this numeric way where you have to like uh oh, sorry. Oh, there it is. Okay, there's a dot MSI. Is there really? Oh, are you? It should just go into your applications list. It, show, it shows up in mine. Um, I think, does it just show up here too? Yeah, if you, you could just type in crystal-bowl from your uh, terminal, it should start running too. Um, All right. Wi Fi. Oh, you should create a new Oracle. Oh, so you guys might be on the old. Java version of it. There, so there's two versions of it. There's the this is the one that we made in JavaScript, sadly. But there's the, um, but yeah. So there, the the Crystal Bull repo. If you go to Bitcoin S slash Crystal Bull, that has the old um, Java repo. If you go to the Bitcoin S releases, like Bitcoin S slash Bitcoin S, that has the uh, the newer. Oh, this is the wrong thing. Go to the releases here. This has the uh, the newer one. I tweeted out the link to the uh, 
actual release if that should make it a little better but all right <laughs> oh, I love you super. All right, so it should look like something like this or an uglier version, but they have the same functionality. I would create a new one. Um, it should give you 24 words. You can write them down if you want, but it's just your Oracle. No, you could, if you lose them, you'll, your Oracle will be lost, but it's okay. There's no money on it. Yeah, has everyone created an Oracle? All right, so. What are you? What are you doing for a password? <laughs> um, password is not SQL, so it should be safe. But yeah, once you've created an Oracle, you should have either a screen that looks like this. Or I should download the other one since it seems like everyone's on that one. Uh, Oh, yeah, these ones are good. Yes, advanced mode lets you break things. Um, so yeah, so I, I guess we I can while well, this is downloading too, I can let I can talk about that. So like something we talked about was like, oh, if you sign say like for two event or two outcomes for the same event, you would reveal your private key. So originally you made it in the software where it's illegal to do because we don't want people to reveal their private key. But then we had kept like accidentally screwing up and signing the wrong event. So we had to add a way to delete your signature and redo it. And um, so that's what advanced mode kind of lets you do is stuff like that. So like you know, if you broadcast both signatures, you would be uh you would be screwed. But if you're using advanced mode, hopefully you know what you're doing. That's what I said, but uh, people still wanted to add it. So let's see. Can't type. How do you run this? Oh, whatever. I'll just use this. So that yeah, we're gonna have to get into that. So yeah, so we have two different types of um, announcements. There's enum and numeric. So enum is like what we were talking about, where it's just like chiefs or buccaneers or, you know, it is sunny, rainy, or cloudy, or partly cloudy. Like, you're just like, you're just writing out the each like individual um, outcomes versus numeric is just like you're saying it's a range of numbers. So here, we, like, you just give a min and a max value of what this range could be from. Um, so I don't know. 
normally what I like to do is a coin flip. That's the easiest. Um, so you can call it coin flip one and maturation time. So like this is kind of like saying like when we expect the outcome to happen. Um, this lets this is like kind of just ephemeral, but normally it's used to say like you know, if I'm saying this coin flip happens in a year from now, then when you create your DLC, you don't have your refund transaction happen tomorrow. And then you can broadcast the refund transaction before the event actually happens. So normally this maturation time is, you know, to help with different things like that. So, you know, we'll say we're going to coin flip and we'll do, you know, heads, tails. And something we always, basically in every DLC, you always try to put in other case just in case something bad happens. You know, say we flip the coin, it lands on its side. Well, what do we account for then? Or say you flip the coin and a nuke drops, well, then what do we put? The coin never landed. Um, so kind of just putting another case. You know, for flipping a coin, it's not as important. But like say for like a soccer game or a football game, the game gets canceled. So then which outcome do you sign? You, you don't know. So, And if the Oracle doesn't sign anything, then it looks bad. And then for the other, the, the DLC participants, their money's locked in there now for a long time. So normally putting another case is a good idea. Um, so that just creates an announcement and you just, I think you just click here and it broadcasts it to the Oracle Explorer. So now it should show up. You have to like broadcast, there's a button to broadcast it, I think. And then it should show up there. So mine says Plug Lab Demo Coin Flip 1. And then it has this, this like random letters and strings. Looks confusing. Um, this is like our announcement. So this is what a user would put into their wallet to actually do a DLC. You're going to click the JSON button to like see what's actually comprised of this announcement. So it has like our public key and a signature. So the signature is just kind of signing like with your Oracle's key. Like this is my announcement. So so people can't come and say like, I can, can't just like create a fake announcement for someone else. So you can prove that this is your announcement. And then we have the nonce, which this will let us actually build a DLC. And then, you know, the name of it, coin flip, and then outcomes, head, tails, or other time. Yeah, that's like the, the basics of a thing of a uh, announcement. Yeah, so once you sign it, you can uh let's do like an online coin flipper. All right, we're gonna flip a coin. It's heads. So we would just like pick heads was the outcome, sign it, and then broadcast outcome. And if we go back. Yeah, so now our signature is here. So if someone had a DLC on this, they could uh, execute their DLC. You can see it has like, again, our Oracle's public key. And now it has a signature that's a, that actually signs that outcome heads. And uh, yeah, it says we did heads. That's like the basics of an Oracle. It's like, as you can see, extremely simple. Um, so this is something like that makes me excited about DLCs is like how simple it is for an Oracle to exist. Like you don't need to be like running hardcore infrastructure or anything like that. It's like you're sending out like, you know, a kilobyte of data if even. So like, you know, it, it could be Coinbase or Kraken, or it could be 
some random guy with a cell phone in Nigeria and um, you know, they can do the exact same job. Yeah, so if you wanted to like say like um like do it for like every single NFL game, you probably need to actually write some software. But um yeah, that is possible to do. So like at Shared Bits, um oh, Yeah, yeah. So it, it um in the background of this it's running like an RPC server, so you could like just make actual like commands to it. But um at Shared Bits we have a bot that uh I guess every day it signs the Bitcoin price. So like that's something we built. So uh, I don't know like an atomic finance in their app actually uses our bot for the price. So like uh, it is something that you could easily build. Yeah. Yeah. So we have on here is like so these are like all the announcements. We actually have like contract templates that we call them are like uh so this is different ways you can post like oh a, a bet i'm doing so this is iowa versus illinois and probably a football game and uh i guess it hasn't happened yet but yeah so he, you can see the announcement here is like iowa versus illinois but you can also view the contract and you can see okay you can have a well, what that is hundred thousand sats on iowa or zero sats on illinois and then you know get your money back on other so yeah, this is like a template you could enter into your wallet and be like, hey, this is a popular contract everyone's doing. I want to bet on it too. The shirt bits wallet. Yeah. That's on the uh, same download page. It's in Bitcoin S. Bitcoin S slash Bitcoin S in the releases. Um, it's also on like Umbral, I think. Might be on the other ones, but yeah. Um, the, the 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 one of the harder problems that with DLCs, however, though, is the matchmaking problem. So I could be like, I want to bet a million dollars on, you know, the Broncos winning the football game, but finding that person that will stick the other side of the bet is a harder problem. There isn't a like central order book of like where to make these bets. So I mean, right now people just use like Telegram or you know, just find a friend. But um, yeah, if you download it, you you just still need to find like someone to bet against. Um, up here at the top, there's like so there's like they organize it by enum and numeric. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of these are just like the idea was it to like go oh, popular bets. Um, if our website goes down, DLCs still work. Um, this is just kind of just an aggregator for events. It's like the weird thing of it as like, you know, as like mempool space. You know, with mempool space, I can go and find any Bitcoin transaction that's happened and, you know, any block and kind of see what happens. But mempool space is not Bitcoin. You know, it's it's just a way to view Bitcoin. This is kind of similar idea. You know, shared bits is not DLCs. It's just a way to view DLC contracts in oracles. Oracle.shirtbits.com, sorry. Oh. You don't? What what browser are you on? Oh, so yeah, apparently if you're on the mobile it's 
Oh. Yeah, we're not much of web devs at shared bits. All right, I'll, uh, um, yeah, that's the basics of making Oracle. Um, but yeah, doing a, a bet, uh, I can just kind of show you when you, this is the shared bits wallet. Um, this is my, my bet I did against Chris on, uh, will the Ethereum merge cost 15 minutes of no block production? So, uh, yeah, I was ill-advised, Ill, Ill but uh, I trust Chris. But yeah, we uh, we had the, the yes outcome, the no outcome, or other. That's kind of small. Can I zoom it in? No. Um, and uh, there's my payout address, and there's you know different data here about like you know the the ID and contract info stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah, so and the way we construct these is called a contract info. Um, so basically, you kind of just say, like, basically, in the beginning of your DLC setup, you say, This is my payout address. And then your counterparty says too, and then you have a contract info just specifying payouts. So you'll say like, on case, um, you know, yes, Ethereum has 15 minutes of um, blocks not being produced. Then you just say like, I get this much money, and then you know they just subtract. So, okay, you say I get 100,000 sats, and the total bet is 1.5 million sats. Then you subtract that for the other um, for the for the no case or the other case. No, no. So the the address is just a generic address you give. It's just like here's my address, and then the uh, the only fancy part with that Oracle signature is the actual signatures you you use for spending your multi sig. So your multi sig is being so you basically like you're just saying like here's my address, and then you say, okay, let's fund this multi sig, and the the spending transactions are going to be where we use that um, Oracle signature to like give a invalid signature that only becomes valid once the Oracle gives us our signature. Yeah, that's essentially tweaking it. <laughs> it's on the, uh, not Bitcoin S slash crystal bull, but where'd it go? Bitcoin S slash Bitcoin S. In the releases, there's like, um, if you go to the latest release in the actual like downloads for it, there's one of them. It's called uh, Crystal Bowl. Right here. Well, no. So like in the latest release, if you go to like the the downloads for it, the assets. Yeah, I think that one doesn't have a. That's the one I was using with the uh, the prettier UI. 
Yeah, I don't. On the one dot nine dot three, there's the Mac release, but I don't know why none of them have the uh, Windows release. Yeah, some of them either. Um, I, mean, I can read through the. Oh, uh, they have Windows commented out. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, my my wallet doesn't have any money in it. My mobile wallet's not working, but we can try to make a bet. Um, let's see. Can we SSH it into my thing at home? It's the only thing to use, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have word that pizza is on the way. Pizza is on the way. Um, I guess we can walk through as well, like creating a DLC like offer. So um, we can take this coin flip. Um, how do we copy paste it? I wrote right here. Awesome. So when we want to build like the actual DLC to like give to a counterparty, we can you would take that uh, announcement that the Oracle gave us and like paste it into your um, DLC wallet. And this lets us create an offer. So basically like a DLC offer is just saying like, I would like to bet against you. This is what the bet would be. And then you can choose to accept it or not. Um, somewhere to like a lighting invoice um, is how to the easiest way to think about it. So here we have it automatically filled in the coin flip event ID for us. It has a maturity date saying it's going to happen in two days and the refund date. So I think we just put it like a week after. So this is like, you know, if the coin flip never happens, then you get your money back. Um, and then we can kind of bet how much money we want to do here. So for collateral in total, we'll say like, you know, it's going to be 100,000 sats. And I want to bet, yeah, it filled in for us, you know, half and ha half mine, half counterparties. And then we need to fill in um, the actual payout for each of these outcomes. So for heads, we'll say we'll get 100,000. And tails, we would get zero. And then for other, we'd get 50,000. So in heads case, we win all the money. Tails, we get none of the money. And in other, we get you know, our money back. And then this... Uh, Fills in a fee rate for us, and then we could send this to someone. Um, I don't have any money in my wallet right now, so it wouldn't work. Uh, does this thing work? Ooh, okay.
No, go ahead. And you, you could do that, but like, what if the game never happens? I guess, I guess, yeah, you, you could do something like that. Um, or if like, if the Oracle never signs though, then the other person wins, which kind of sucks. Then they could like DDoS the Oracle or something. But uh, I mean, it's, it's a way you could do it, but you can't get as granular. If you wanted to do like, what's the Bitcoin price? You can't do is $900 and $400 or whatever or nothing. Yeah, yeah, you could do like is over, but that doesn't work for like as granular stuff. You want to do like a payout curve and stuff, but uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like your Oracle is what they say What is what happens. So like if, say like, you know, me and Carr had a bet and the Oracle lied and Carr won the bet when he shouldn't have, like basically you're just kind of screwed and it's like you should, you should use more different Oracles then. Um, Yeah, I mean, so you could have is like the payouts go somewhere to that's like a multi-sig that so it's like, oh, if say like the payout goes to this address and then, you know, this address has a multi-sig. So, so if it was a lie, then like our lawyer can sign it and be like, actually, no, that's wrong. And it goes to the correct person. If you're doing that, though, it kind of defeats the purposes of DLCs. It's like, yeah, just have that guy be the Oracle. At the end of the day, like... The Bitcoin's going somewhere, so you need, you know, the, the person that you're trusting the most to, like, say, like, um, where the money goes should just be your Oracle. So if you say, like, this remediation process to decide where the money goes, well, then they should just give the signature of, like, who won the Super Bowl. Because um, if you're going to trust them to pick where the money goes, then just use them originally instead of having them as a fallback process. Um, I mean, so you don't need it to, be, it to be like one person for all DLCs, like, you know. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it depends, like, uh, it, it could work out like that, but it could just work out like, you trust different people than an I. So, you know, I use the NFL Oracle and you use the Sports Center Oracle. And, you know, you're like, I like Taco Bell, you like Taco John's. It's like, you know, there's room for competition. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it, like, 
the uh, the oracles like you know I could don't need to use just one I could I could use the NFL and the Sports Center Oracle and I trust them you know they both need to cooperate otherwise nothing happens so you could do stuff like that too where you're not always just trusting one person you're trusting this aggregate of people and hopefully they come to the correct conclusion yeah you can automate it but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the my computer died, but uh, the Shirtvitz Oracle, like that's just happening every day, unless like Amazon turns it off. But uh, you know, that's just gonna happen, and like you know, it's just kind of unbiased now, where it's just it's the program executes and the price of Bitcoin is signed. It's not like we have people like you know typing it in and reviewing everything. It's just like code executes and it happens. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. My computer died at the end, but...